My next guest is an art patron, art collector, digital art collector, physical art collector, and an interesting person with some perspectives on collecting. He's active in the NFT space and in the art world in general. His name is Pablo Frail, and he joins me today on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast with your host, Noah Becker. That's me. We've had some interesting podcasts lately. I hope you enjoy the next conversation. See you around the art world. Hey, Pablo, how's it going? Welcome, and thanks for joining me. Uh, Hello, Noah. The pleasure is mine. Thank you very much for having me. So uh, where are you from? Um, I was born and mostly raised in Miami, but I do have a Spanish background and a lot of culture. I also lived there for many years, so Spain and the U.S. Right. Um, I heard about you lately because um, I noticed that, um, am I right, that you're um, involved in uh, crypto art and that kind of stuff? Uh, well, in a way, yes. Uh, I, I, I would uh, name it just digital art or just art. Uh, but yes, art that has been tokenized uh, and is in the blockchain. Uh, I've been uh, around uh, for a little, a little bit of time. Um, yes. And then recently, there was something that I found quite dramatic um, that uh, was it you that, that or somebody that you're involved with had bought an Elizabeth Payton painting? Uh, that is correct. That was actually me. Uh, it's again, uh, you know, w- w- one of the things we, 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 we do in the collection that we're trying to do is to bridge that gap between, you know, the digital and the physical, the traditional and, you know, the innovation that is happening here. And we're just, you know, trying to bring together the best, the best collection of art, of art that, you know, that is, you know, that engages and that, and, you know, the best of the best. So we, we, we thought that this Elitha de Peyton uh, uh, in particular really resonated with what we were doing. And it was a, such an extraordinarily powerful work, even by the small, uh, you know, by the small size of the, of the painting. Uh, and yeah, we're extraordinarily happy uh, to add it to the collection. Uh, it is not the first, uh, um, a traditional painting that we have in the collection, but it's certainly the most significant. Uh, and um, and yeah, we're very very happy to 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 start uh, in this regard. And I'm sure it won't be the last time. And for people just tuning in, what's the name of the collection? Uh, well, it currently has a name, but it's we're literally that is changing. Literally, uh, this week is going to be called the, the 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 RFC collection. And do you have a museum that's like related to it, or a gallery, or is it just private? So again, yes, I mean, this is a private thing and this is not a, a uh, this is more about a patronage of, of, uh, uh, of digital art. So, so yeah, so we do have a several exhibitions, uh, both exhibitions and our own, like let's say gallery where we have immersive artistic experiences in relation to the collection. We do this in what we call the metaverse uh, in different projects in the metaverse. And in this case, uh, to simplify, it's these virtual environments, these virtual worlds, uh, yeah, where you can build, uh, you know, you can build anything that you want. On the are building. you are you talking about crypto voxels or something different? Uh, so similar to crypto voxels, in particular, we don't have uh, presence in crypto voxels, but we have presence in other uh, worlds that operate in a similar regard, but with different aesthetics. But yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how many pieces would you say are in the collection at this point? So I don't keep track of the exact number of pieces. It's certainly in the hundreds, if not the thousands. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we what what the collection is really known for is for having 
you know, the absolute uh, best of the best collections out there, uh, being alone, having been alongside, not the purchasing of some of the pieces, but alongside the career of many of these artists and creators. And, uh, and, you know, for having the most iconic works that have been released, uh, you know, uh, uh, throughout the, the space in the last several years. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a very, very, very happy to see, to see the collection evolving like this. Mm -hmm. I did notice the Daniel Arsham collaboration um, with the piece that has a sculpture and then the, it changes seasons. Yeah, I think that has been an extraordinarily ent extraordinary entrance uh, to the space from a from a top tier artist. Uh, 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 let's call it from the traditional world. Uh, this is actually utilizing the medium and in innovating what you can do in this space. Uh, you know, in a beautiful, very professional form. I actually love the collaboration with Six and Five as well, the studio that uh, that they that they collaborated with. And yeah, I mean, I'm very happy. I purchased uh, several several of them. I think it's going to be a very very strong work. And you know, again, more, more, more things that are happening that are normalizing what digital art is and can be. And uh, you know, it's great to see the interest and the engagement right. from, from from people of that caliber. Yeah. Why is it important to you that there's a physical and a digital kind of crossover or a relationship? Uh, because it, it's the way it should be. It's inclusive. Again, we have uh, different tools. It's just a new medium that we're utilizing, but it doesn't change that it's still art. It's still the same way. So there's a lot of positive things to learn from how the traditional art world was, uh, uh, you know, operated, of, of course, that's why it operated that, like that for very right. long. Right, right. Uh, but, but there's also a lot of things that the digital side really unlocked. It unlocked, you know, several generations or several decades of, of digital art that had been produced that was not able to be transacted with or, or, or just interoperable in many ways. And now you have an explosion of talent and innovation happening and I just would like to see the merger where, let's call it digital art, is not a subset or a niche of art. It's just art. It's a movement in art, and then just a, probably a more important movement than any other art movement that we have lived through in our generation. Right. And how long have you been involved in the digital art um, aspect? Well, directly in the digital art aspect about uh, since the early 2020, um, I, I had a, 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 I still, I have and still have a deep connection with the blockchain, the digital asset world, right. uh, but the digital art world was more uh, the beginning of 2020. Uh, and I do have some contact, although I am certainly not a traditional collector or wasn't a traditional right. collector. Uh, my wife is a designer and architect and, you know, we, we do have some art always around the home that is ever changing and, yeah. and you know, we've been around, we always go to fairs, to museums. So yeah, have, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking for perfection or yeah. anything like that. I'm just curious when you kind of got involved in it and it sounds like the whole thing is very recent. If it was like 2020, would you say it's 2020 that it, it kind of took off? Uh, certainly it, at the end of 2020 was when things really started getting global interest. Uh, and I think that obviously the spark was the sale of that uh, work by Beepo uh, that, uh, that, you know, that went around the world, that I was, uh, I was the seller of that piece. And then, uh, the Christie sale obviously caught the attention of everything, of everybody, but yeah, it's been growing steadily throughout the last year. And, uh, you know, when we came into the space, this was really, it was a very different place. Uh, Did you say you were the seller of the people? I was the seller of the first people that was sold. I don't know if you saw the story in Reuters. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that was a very significant uh, because it was the first public multi-million dollar sale for a for an NFT. What and was the price? Uh, it was six point six million. 
So it was just kind of the start of that, and it was already in your collection. Is that what you're saying? Um, it was already in my collection. I purchased it a few months before. Hmm. Yeah. And then, did you have anything to do with the sixty-nine million dollar people sale, or that was later on? Only that I lost the auction. I was trying to bid for it. Uh, I was severely, severely, severely beaten. Uh, oh. yeah. uh, I think it was a very significant work. Definitely. They, yeah, absolutely. And so how did you end up collaborating with Daniel Arsham? No, I did not. Oh, you didn't collaborate with Daniel Arsham? No. Oh. No, I mean recently with uh, the piece that I was talking about. Yeah, so I didn't collaborate with him in that regard, other than, oh. you know, I really supported the drop. I really liked what he put together. I really, I really think that it was very professional and, you know, I, I would really like to see more of that uh. from the, yeah, but uh, I've been behind the drop. I purchased a few pieces, uh. Uh, but uh, I, I haven't been, let's say, I haven't been involved in the creation of the collection. Right. Yeah. I don't, I can't keep track of absolutely everything all the time because there's so much going on. So I was, I'm glad you clarified that. And, wasn't entirely sure who was doing what, but I took a good look at that piece and and I love the way it relates to his physical works with the sculptural forms or various, you know, it's kind of, it's very ref, references his physical work. It's incredible. You can certainly tell that it's his work, that is uh, Daniel's work, uh, but then it's also, again, the delights in the technology and the and innovating on what you can do. It's, it's extraordinary. I, I absolutely love the drop. I'm a huge supporter. And I, you know, I spoke to him, um, I've been speaking to him a little bit, but he has been really him, his studio, uh, putting this together. And in my opinion, they did it very well. Right. And so you have um, Elizabeth Payton in your collection. And mm -hmm. um, was that something through an auction house or a gallery? I mean, you can answer if you if you want to. It doesn't, you don't have to. It was purchased in Sotheby's. I see. And do you have any involvement in any of their auctions or do you not go towards the crypto punk stuff? Um, I have less interest in crypto punks. Um, personally, that's my personal reason. I understand why people like them. Uh, sure, just for me, they're they're more collectibles than they are art. This is just my view. I have nothing against that. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, I do like what so but other things I'm doing. I you know I don't I don't discriminate uh, to auction houses or to galleries or or anything. I just want to you know keep seeing these. Um, community and, and, and industry evolved and um, yeah I like what I like what they're doing mm -hmm. so where do you see your project um, it's going to be in the metaverse or are you already in the metaverse where people can visit it oh yeah there's a few things uh, we can you know we can talk at length about the, about the project because a lot of things are happening there but yes we're going to have presence in all the metaverse uh, uh, projects or in, or in the important ones we already have presence in particularly in some in space where we have a lot a lot of deployments of of, of, of of things that we think are are rather strong and uh, and then yeah we're gonna release a standalone uh, virtual environments like like applications based web based as well that you can just go inside there and, and check them out uh, without the metaverse component and then we're also going to be releasing a set of of, of, of real physical shows uh, in New York or London or California around, around the globe oh wow. Okay, so is it a large group of people in your organization? It is starting to be a larger group of people, yes. We're finalizing the structure around it, yes. Right, right, sign me up. <laughs> 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 it sounds great. Um, okay. I mean, we've been uh, 
writing about the existing 20, uh, 20th century style art world for the last 15 years. And I think there's been some growing pains between the digital art uh, boom and the sort of existing art world. Um, mm -hmm. I have a tendency to agree with you. I think it's just all the art world and it's another medium. And I, I don't think those distinctions are really that important. Have you, yeah. uh, have you? The great come... thing is that little, little by little it's getting normalized, no? So, you know, we started with the Beepo Big Sale. Well, I guess uh, we started even before that with the Robert Alice, um, you know, sale of a physical that also contained an NFT. Uh, and then we had the big Beepo sale uh, that obviously, you know, caught the attention of everybody. And then we had the big pack, uh, Sotheby's uh, collaboration that, that in my opinion was a humongous success, uh, you know, with uh, more than 3,000 participants. Uh, and really engaging thousands, if not millions, of people online. And then, uh, you know, now we have obviously the Christian and Sotheby's and Philips, uh, you know, digital shows. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a little bit later you can start hearing of, of more and more inclusiveness like that. I know that in the evening sales in November, they're going to be releasing a few things as well. It's just in general, it's, you know, it's, it's getting normalized. It's getting normalized little by little. And I think that, you know, this is, this is very important because it, it is how it should be. This is just, uh, you know, in some cases, very high quality art, but uh, this uh, is just, again, different tools, but the same the same thought process and the same, the same type of output. Uh, and in my, in my humble opinion, even a lot more immersive and a lot, a lot more efficient uh, in how you interact with them. So, so yeah, I, uh, it's a very positive thing. I have noticed that some people that are very famous uh, artists from the non-digital art world have tried to do nfts and really had no result and then all of a sudden artists that no one's ever heard of have these huge positions in it so do you have any thoughts about the sort of the different sort of levels of of people being known and collectible yes 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 so i think there's two components to this that is very, that are very very important in the first place the artists that come into the space and just release something that they have already done or something that is not really thoughtful, that really fits their new stage of this career, of this digital career they're trying to embark, they always fail. We've seen this with very big, in particular in the music world, with very big artists from the music world coming to the space and not really being that successful. It's because they put a video of, you know, a thing that they already had and they just, you know, they, they, they try to use the hype. The reality is that when you get people like Blau, for example, uh, that release a, a gamified experience that also has collectibles, that has a connection to a physical, that also puts you into a membership club for, uh, you know, for him forever, that does all these things. I think it, you know, it really innovates on what's happening here. And I think it's very powerful and positive. So that's, that's one of the aspects. And then the other aspect is, again, without any disrespect to absolutely anybody, mm -hmm. uh, because I think that this is very positive, that the, the, let's call it the democratization of art is very, very positive, where we find that throughout this movement now, you know, there's a lot of everybody from around the world can can interact with art and own their own piece of of digital art uh, very very quickly, much is much much more easily than than you could in the traditional world. Uh, now the problem or the the, the trade off with this, and again, it's it's, it's 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 without disrespect, is that there has been a lot of, let's say, uneducated or unsophisticated interest in some of the drivers of this art and um yeah we, we we as as any early market that really grows extraordinarily fast like this one did 
uh, this sort of thing happens and we'll see that over time we you know the market will stabilize things will normalize and uh, we're going to see the decoupling where the you know the majority of assets of our works will you know will remain somewhat stagnant and then the the you know the better creators will meteorically continue to rise because they're going to be the most important the drivers of the most important movement in our history of our generation mm -hmm. well i don't want to take up your entire day but it's sure been an honor that you took the time to speak with me today and i hope we can be in touch well of course the honor and pleasure has been mine mm -hmm. and you know uh, it's, it's it's lovely this is not my job but rather my hobby and my passion and uh mm -hmm. it's extraordinary to see you know the interest and you know people really uh, understanding that this is something real that this is not a fad that this is actually a better way to, to interact with to transact to 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 be more efficient with 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 your engagement with art and uh it's an absolute right. pleasure to, to be doing uh to be doing this thank you well thanks for sharing your insights and i'll talk to you in a minute sounds good thank you very Take much care man bye-bye White Hot Magazine of Contemporary Art, one of the world's leading institutions for contemporary art.